Shalom Ubrach, we are up to Chagiga Daf Dalit. Today's Daf discusses the qualifications of a Shaita, a Tumtuman Dragonus, and Eved, a Tommy and an Orel. These are all people who are putter from Oilas Re'io. Then moves on to a subject which will run into tomorrow's Daf about Psukim, that uh, when the Tanoim learned them, they would cry. A very, very sad Psukim uh, that evoked uh, emotion. So, the Gemara begins uh, asking, what is a shaita? How do I know if someone's a shaita that he's potter from Aliyah Liregel? So we have a number of qualifications. Number one, if he goes out alone at night. Number two, if he sleeps in a cemetery. And number three, if he rips his clothing. If Huna says you have to have all three to be a shaita, Biechanan says, well, if he does all three, he's definitely a shaita. But even if he only does one, he will still be a shaita. Just one is enough. So the Gemara says, well, it can't be that he's just doing one of these crazy things. But if he... If he but He's doing it logically. He has a reason for doing it. Then even if he's doing all three, he, shouldn't st- he should not be a shaita. He's doing it with a purpose. But if he's only doing one for no reason whatsoever, then even one should make him a shaita. The Gemara says, yes. We're talking about where he does it in a derech shtos, like a crazy person. If a person's sleeping in a besakvaris, he could say that he's trying to pick up on some kishuf, kishuf vibes. If someone's going out at, at night, maybe he had a panic attack and he's going to clear his mind. If someone's ripping his clothing, that could be he got lost in his thought and that was his, his fidgeting. But what, even if he does all three with a clear reason why he's doing it, we're still going to say, look, you just did three crazy things and you explained your way out of them, but you're still a shaita. It's like an ox who, that gores a shor, hamar, and a gummel. We're going to make him a mood because he, there's just too many crazy things happening. Rev Papa says, you know, I, if Rev Huna would have learned the Brisa, he would have attracted his psak. The Brisa says that a shaita is someone who destroys anything you give him. The Gemara says, what would he have retracted? Would he have retracted all three of his qualifications of a shaita? Or would he just take back the guy ripping his clothing and say, oh, it doesn't mean ripping his clothing. It means he would have destroyed anything that you give him. And the Gemara lands up with a take, and we're not sure what Rav Huna would have held if he did know this Brisa. Now, moving on to the subject of a Tumtum and Androgynous. We have a Pasuk that says, Zohor, when it comes to Ali al and this teaches us, has to be a Zohor, not woman. Right? The women are part of Ali al Regal. Zechorcha teaches us, Zechorcha, that a tumtum and a dragon is our potter. When it says, call Zechorcha, it's including Ketanim. So let's start off with the woman. So Zechor tells me that women are potter. Of course they're potter. It's Mitzvah Sasei Shazman Grama. You know what? Even though it's Mitzvah Sasei Shazman Grama, I might have thought that they're Chayiv because we learn out Ali Regal from from Hakel. We learn Re'iria. And women are Chayiv and Hakel. Maybe I would think that they're also Chayiv and Ali Regal. Kamash Malon. Zachorcha. Zachor. Okay. Now, Zachorcha excludes Tumtum and Andragonus. Now, Andragonus. I would think he might be chayiv because there is a part of him that is male. Kamash no, the female part potters him. But a tumtum is a suffolk. Of course, a, a suffolk would, would be potter. This is actually one of the big rayas that suffolk der raisa, lechomro is a din der abonun. But the Gemara clarifies that this tumtum that we are excluding is someone that we would think would be chayiv because his kiss is protruding from his body. So we do know that he is a shtickle zachar. Nevertheless, he's going to be a potter from Aliyah Regal. 
Now, Kol Zechorcha tells us that, that Katanim are Chayiv. Yeah, we had a Mishnah, Beferis, that tells us that a Katan is Pater, right? A Chayiv of a Katan is Pater. It's our Mishnah. Abai says it depends on the Katan. A Katan that reached the, the age of Chinuch is Chayiv. If he did not reach the age of Chinuch, then he's Pater. But if he's a Katan that's only Chayiv because of Chinuch, that would be Dirabanon. Why give me a Pasuk? A Pasuk is Daraisa. No, the Pasuk is an Asmachta for this Dirabanon. For this Katan who is Magia to the age of Chinuch. The Gemara tells us that, that this Pasuk is telling us more heterim. The Kol Zechorcha teaches us that someone who works with fertilizer, someone who works uh, mining copper, a tanner, these are people who work in very smelly jobs. They're potter from Re'iyah because the people who are able to be Oyla Leregal with everyone else, with the Kol Zechorcha, is Chayef to come. But if people don't want them in the same carriage as the other Eilel Regalim, then they'll be Pater. I'm not sure they can't just take a shower first. I guess it, it was like a very ingrained smell. Maybe they brought their work with them? I don't know. Now we know Avodim that are not freed are Pater. How do we know that? From the Pasuk of El Paneo Odoin Hashem. We have to go see our Odoin Hashem. But if a person has another Odoin, a human Odoin, then he is Pater. Why couldn't we just learn at Avodim from Isha, and Isha's potter, so to an Evid would be potter. They're connected from Xerah Shava of Law Law. So Rabina says, in a Hanami, in Evid we know with it, because of its connection to Isha, but what about a half freed slave? That's the Chiddush of our Pasuk, of Penei Odoin Hashem. We could also be able to diagnose this from the Loshan in our Mishnah. It says that a slave. That is not freed is putter. Okay, that, that's what a slave is. A slave is a slave which isn't freed. Elamai, it's a slave that's only half freed. Next, the Gemara tells us that when the Pesach says regolim, it means that people who have raglayim, feet, are chayev to come, but someone who has a prosthetic leg, someone who is lame, someone who is sick, someone who is blind, someone who is old, or someone who can't be Oilelaregel is Potter. What do you mean someone who's not able to be Oilelaregel? That sounds like all these people, no? No, that's including someone else. This is someone who is such a mefunak. He's so um, delicate that he won't be able to walk barefoot. And you're not allowed to go into the Besa Mikdash barefoot. The Pasuk says, Kisa is ponai. Don't trample my chotzer with your shoes. Now, uh, the Gemara says that an orel, someone who is uncircumcised, and someone who is tome, is potter also from re'iyah. Now, tome makes sense because the Pasuk says, Vasa shama, anyone who's allowed to actually come in to bring a carbon is chayef to come and do the re'iyah. But who says that an orel is potter? This is Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says that ish ish includes an orel. Together with the Tameh, they're both Pater from Re'iyah. And the Gemara also says that a Tameh is Pater from Re'iyah because of the Pasuk of Asa Shama, of Asa Shama. You have to be able to bring a carbon to actually be able to come in. If you're not, if you're not able to come in, then you don't have to come. Rabbi Yechanan says that if someone is half blind, he's Pater because of the Pasuk Yira Yiro'eh, that the same way you are seen from Hashem by God, two eyes, so too you have to be able to see with two eyes to be chayev, to do either 
Ali the Regal. Now we have a number of psukim that would make our Tanoim cry. Whenever Huna read this pasuk of Yeroah Yeroah, he would cry. He said in Eved that his, his master wants to see him so badly, is distant. The pasuk says, Hashem, Hashem tells us, don't trample on my courtyard. And that would make him cry. Ravuna learned the pasuk of Zavachta Shlomim Ve'achalta Sham. He says that in Eved that his master wants, to, wants him so much to come eat at his table is, is, is distanced from us. Maybe we're distanced from him. The Pasuk says, Hashem says, What do I need your, your Korbanus? Next, Revelozer learned, The brothers weren't able to answer Yosef when he said, Yosef, they were, they were terrified of the, of the Techocho that he was going to give them, says the Marshal. And Revelozer would cry, and he would say, This is the, the Musr of a, of a boss of a dumb. Imagine the, the Musr of a Kaddish Baruch. Hu. And Revelozer, when Revelozer got to the Pasuk, Shmuel um, was retrieved from the dead. Shmuel uh, asked the switch to, to pull out Shol to Shmuel, because Shol wasn't able to get Ruach HaKadosh, and he, he wanted to connect to Shmuel. Shmuel came out with, with, with an anger, and he was scared. Shmuel actually came out with Moshe Rabbeinu to protect him. He said, if Shmuel was such a tzaddik and he was scared that he was being called to din, us, we should be terrified. The Pasuk over there says that the woman told Shaul that I see Oilim, people coming up. And it wasn't just Shmuel. Shmuel went and brought Moshe Rabbeinu. She was able to pull out Shmuel because it was within 12 months of him passing. And Shmuel was able to pull out Moshe Rabbeinu. Abena Bechai tells us that she was also really scared because this was her parlor trick. She would have a guy hiding behind and she would make believe he's, she's calling up the dead and this guy would jump out and start talking or talking from behind the curtain. And now she starts hearing two voices and that freaked her out because this was actually happening. When Shmuel thought he, he may be called to Din, he asked Moshe to come and be an aide to prove in front of the, uh, the Bezin Shalmala, says Toysfus, that everything that he was, that he darshaned in the Torah for what he did in his lifetime was a valid drush. And Moshe Rabbeinu could back him up that that, that was a, a valid way of understanding the Torah. Rabbi Ami would cry when he got to the Pasuk of Yitin, but up for Piyu, Ula Yesh Tikva. The Pasuk says that when his mouth is full of dirt, maybe there's hope. He said, maybe there's hope, even after all of that. When Rami learned the Pasuk of Bakshut Tzedek, Bikshu Anova, Ulai Tastiru Biyoyim Afashem. And he said, maybe? After all, I... After all that, the tzedek and anova, it's only there's no, it's only a maybe. But Ravasi learned the pasuk of sinurava ve'oyavoi toy ve'hitzigu b'shar mishpat ulai yichanin Hashem l'kitz avokos. Said after all the maybe, it's still an ulai. It's only maybe. And Rabbi Yosef learned the pasuk of ve'yish nispe b'loy mishpat. He would cry. He said, "Is it possible that someone's going to die not in the right time?" Well, the Gemara says that actually that's possible. See, Rev Bibi Barabaya used to hang out with the Malach Hamoves. And one day the Malach Hamoves sent a shliach to go uh, bring, you know, bring up to Shemayim Miriam. This Miriam who used to be Megadel Sayer, she would grow here. She, she worked in a, in a beauty parlor with hair. So uh, the shliach went and she actually, by, by mistake, he brought up Miriam 
who was Megadel Dardiki. She was like a playgroup teacher. She, she brought up children, not hair, uh, which is a mistake. It was the wrong person. So the Malachim Abba said, hey, well, what are you doing? You brought the wrong, you brought, I, I wanted the hair salon, Miriam. So the Shliach said, oh, I'll go put her back then. And the Malachim Abba said, you know what? Once she's here, she could stay. Ooh. You see that people can be taken when it's not their time. Yehuda Chassid actually says because it is that people shouldn't name their two kids with similar names because the uh, the Shliach of the Malachim Abbas might get confused. Avni Tzedek says that you could adopt a child with the same name as uh, one of your children because the mitzvah of adopting a child will protect from this confusion. And we'll uh, continue tomorrow to figure out how this uh, debacle with the Malachim Abbas came to be. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.